Good morning, and welcome to The Morning Fix. I'm Amy Shepard, and I'm here with my co-host, Julie Dye. The Morning Fix is an award-winning podcast series brought to you by the 510K Cafe. We interview medical technology leaders to discuss trends, innovations, and the future of marketing and communications in the medtech industry. Today, we get to have a first on the show. We are getting a unique perspective from across the pond as we speak with Rachel Shelley. Rachel is based in Dublin, Ireland, and she leads medical technology initiatives for IDA, an Irish governmental agency that works with the medtech industry to attract operations to Ireland to serve the EU market. We are really thrilled to have Rachel here today. Welcome. Rachel, we would love to hear more about your background and the unique role that you and IDA play for Ireland's and the EU's medtech ecosystem. Can you tell us more about your career path and what led you to IDA? Sure, absolutely. Um, So I started my career with IDA following 15 years in the private sector in Ireland, and I mostly worked in the health technology space. I joined IDA's New York office in 2006, where I managed our corporate headquarter relationships with the IDA's digital engineering and professional services clients um, for around nine states on the U.S. East Coast. And at that time, I was working with a wide range of blue chip companies, helping them to set up operations in Ireland for the first time or expand their activities in Ireland. And it gave me really good insight into the decision making process for companies considering overseas investment, but also, you know, the, the challenges that companies encounter trying to do business internationally in a particularly complex global business environment. And I suppose I found my passion for supporting U.S. companies in their global expansion journeys during that time in, in the U.S., And when I returned to Ireland, I led our U.S. East Coast business for our digital sector for a number of years. And I took over four years ago as the head of medical technologies. I think coming from a a strong foundation in technology and transformation, what really interested and excited me about medtech was the opportunity to work with companies in a sector that's really at the cutting edge of innovation. But very importantly, that is also making a real impact in terms of, of patient lives. So, you know, what became obvious to me really quickly is that Ireland has absolutely earned its reputation as a global centre of excellence for medtech and the place to be for ambitious medtech companies looking to establish and grow their operations and their global businesses. So I feel really lucky to be working in such an interesting sector and one that's constantly evolving. In terms of our work in IDA, it's very much about partnering with companies on their international journeys. For some companies, they're setting up in Ireland for for the first time. So our role is really there to help them in terms of fact finding, due diligence around what's happening in Ireland. You know, what what does Ireland look like from a, a talent, a skills and ecosystem and infrastructure perspective? And then as companies um, get established and they mature and they grow their operations in Ireland, it's very much about working with companies on their business plans, on their corporate strategies and how they can align and develop their Irish operations to support their their global businesses. So we work with over 1,600 multinational companies in Ireland, over half of which are US headquartered. And those companies, probably about 70% of FDI jobs in Ireland are actually from, from US headquartered companies. So the US market is a really important market and one with which we've had a very long and very, very successful and positive relationship for many, many years. About half the FDI companies in Ireland have actually been here for over 10 years. So, um, you know, there's a real longevity to, the, to our relationship with our clients. And as we've been in operation, ourselves for over 70 years it actually makes us one of the longest established investment promotion agencies in the world and and uh, um, uh, a long-standing reputation for working closely with companies on those uh, uh, international journeys that I talked about. 
That's amazing. 70 years. That is a very long time um, to help companies, you know, figure out their way over to the EU. Um, The first time I realized Ireland was a really important place for medtech companies was in 2015 when Medtronic, you know, decided to move a big portion of their headquarters um, officially to Ireland. And I just would love to hear from you what makes Ireland so attractive to medtech companies. Yeah, so this absolutely look, I think, uh, you know, the the scope and scale of, of investment in Ireland has been phenomenal over many, many years. About 14 of the top 15 global med tech companies have operations in Ireland. Um, there's there's about 300 med tech companies in Ireland and about two thirds of them are actually SMEs and so local Irish companies. So there's about 100 uh, multinational companies in Ireland. And Ireland is the second biggest exporter of med tech in Europe. You know, it's about 13 billion in, in exports and it's growing year on year. And Ireland supplies with 97 of the world's top 100 companies ranked by GDP. So I think the reach of the Irish med tech base in terms of global supply has been phenomenal. You know, there's over 40,000 people employed in this sector in Ireland as well, making it the, the highest uh, employer of per capita in Europe in terms of medtech professionals. So I think the reasons why companies have invested, I suppose, are, are, are twofold. You know, the track record, as I've mentioned, the long history of medtech investment in Ireland. So, you know, companies like Abbott Laboratories, for example, has just recently ce- celebrated 70 years in Ireland, Cook Medical, 25 years, all within the last number of months. Um, but in the last couple of years, we've companies like BD, 50 years in Dublin, Boston Scientific, 25 years in Galway. So there's a heritage and, and a very strong legacy of uh, and track record of, of performance and productivity and efficiency built up over many, many years in Ireland. So many companies have multiple sites, and I think that's a testimony as well to the company's ability to tap into the workforce and the ecosystem and reinvest in other areas. So, you know, Abbott would have six different manufacturing t- sites in Ireland. Medtronic and Boston Scientific would have three each. Stryker has, you know, five manufacturing sites, including the largest additive manufacturing um, site for medtech in the world based in Ireland, as well as as an innovation centre. And that's a reflection, as I say, of of companies' ability to tap into new skills and broaden their their portfolios and activity in Ireland over time. So the portfolio itself of medtech companies is very broad. You know, we've got companies in the cardio and neurovascular space, you know, developing leading edge products, uh, you know, into peripheral interventions. We're looking at structural heart products all the way through to companies in the orthopedic space, ophthalmic, diagnostics and hospital products. And then in recent years, you know, more and more companies looking at the whole area of digital and connected health. And I think that track record really has, as I say, been built on, you know, that focus on operational excellence and continuous uh, improvement and innovation. And, you know, that's borne out by the number of of Shingo Awards, you know, that have been uh, allocated and and awarded to Irish based companies. Um, And, you know, and and the reputation that Ireland has built up as a global um, company country for for advanced manufacturing and, you know, two of the world economic forums, global lighthouses for industry 4.0 are based in Ireland and one of them is the Depew site in Cork the other is the Janssen site in Cork on the biologic side so the track record has been a really key um, uh, you know 
form of, of stability and assurance for companies that are looking uh, to invest internationally. But importantly, you know, you know, it's one thing looking at a country and seeing all the companies are there, but you also need to know that if you set up there that you're going to be able to access talent. And I think that's the second key factor for companies. And the success of Ireland is the ability to tap into a really, really broad, deep and unexperienced workforce. You know, everything from mechanical, electrical and software engineering through to materials and process expertise, scientists and researchers and quality and regulatory affairs. So the full spectrum of capability from manufacturing to R&D and to services. You know, Ireland would have a very strong reputation. We're ranked number one globally for the most highly employable graduates. And, you know, the medtech sector benefits from the really strong flow of skilled graduates coming out of our universities and technological universities. But we have very, very close collaboration and cooperation as well between industry and academia so that the evolving skills of industry and the medtech industry are constantly met. You know, we've a very well, very young uh, workforce in Ireland. About half of the population is under the age of 35 and third level attainment is very strong. You know, we have the highest level of STEM graduates per capita in the EU. So this focus, you know, at, at, at a government and national level around really driving, you know, education and talent uh, and upskilling is really important uh, for companies as they come in, knowing that they can A, get the talent in the first instance, but B, that that talent will continue to evolve and, and uh, change in in line with their, you know, changing needs. And that's why things like apprenticeships, apprenticeships and training programs and pathways for further education are really important. And it's very strong focus on that, you know, at, at, at government level. But importantly, because we've access to um, the we're an EU members and fully, fully uh, committed members to the EU, we have access not just to our own local talent pool and the, the graduates coming out of the system and the ongoing education and upskilling that's happening there. But we also have access to the European market for talent. And that does give us an opportunity to tap into, you know, unique skills, particular skills um, or uh, niche skills that companies might require and uh, wish to bring in. And, you know, we're the only country in Europe where you can come and live and work um without any restrictions if you hold a European passport and that gives us really good um uh, opportunities to tap into a broad and diverse talent pool outside of Ireland as well so they're probably the two main reasons why companies come to Ireland and I suppose in the first instance what attracts them in the first instance but also what helps them to to stay and then really grow and build on their operations uh, over time you know that you bring up such an important point um you know when we're talking about talent and retaining talent and finding talent um because now in the US we're having you know what is being called the great resignation where people are leaving companies and there's just a real shortage of of good talent and so have you seen that over um in Ireland and the EU and you know do you feel like that is impacting the medtech space well, I think what's uh, what's really unique and interesting about the medtech industry is it's actually a really attractive industry to work in. You know, um, a lot of companies that invest in in medical technologies, you know, they're large capital intensive sites. They're long, you know, they're long term investors, and that provides a lot of stability and it provides a lot of assurance to to the workforce in the communities where they're based. And they're really good employers. They're they're good corporate citizens, and they care about their patients that they're trying to support. But they also care about their staff. So as an industry, I think medtech is a really attractive industry to work in. Um, not just in terms of the innovation 
um, and, that, and pushing the envelope all the time in terms of product development, which is exciting for people, but also their, their ultimately their mission, which is to 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 um, improve and save lives. So I think you know that's that helps in terms of the attractiveness of the industry, in terms of retention within the industry, and you know their engagement and approach to working with with their their employees is really really positive. I think as well, you know, it's an attractive industry because of the convergence that we see with technology as well. So. You know, as we, we're starting to see more and more companies, you know, in the medical technology space, looking at technology as an enabler and integrating more technology into their devices and into their platforms and their solutions and their 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 commercial business. And we can see the opportunity then for for uh, the workforce to look to the med tech industry and the new types of roles that are evolving, you know, within the industry is really, really exciting. You know, so as I mentioned earlier on, you know, we're a member of the EU, so we're we're that open location where where that young, well educated workforce can come and live and work. You know, that gives us that talent pool to tap into. And even through the pandemic, we still continue to have a strong inward migration of talent. So Ireland is still seen as a really good place to come and live and work um, and experience working for really good companies. So I think you know, there's always um a need to ensure that you continue to invest in your people. Um, and, you know, as I mentioned, there's strong support at government level to to facilitate and, and develop uh, skills right the way through from the higher education and ongoing education. And companies are also very actively uh, engaged around uh, their workforce. And I think that's an important part of the role of IDA is that we help our clients to, you know, invest in and upskill their staff so that they have the right tools for the future and, you know, are, are um, fully um, um, uh, position to to take on the next wave of activity and you know I think that investment you know is paid back in spades in terms of loyalty to the industry and the attractiveness of the industry. That makes sense. So we're going to switch gears just a moment to a recent event at the G20 summit a few days ago there was a vote to tax have a corporate tax of 15% for most multinational corporations. And we were wondering how this is going to impact corporations, you know, both in Ireland and Europe more broadly, um, given that the low tax rate, you know, has traditionally been a reason to, you know, move to Ireland or have a a corporate presence there. So I'm just wondering what, what you're thinking about that. Yeah. So I think, you know, investors still remain very confident in Ireland. And I think that's borne out by the strong levels of investment activity, which has continued all the way throughout Ireland's engagement in this process. You know, this process has been going on for for, um, a period of time and all the way through that, you know, there's been very... um, uh, you know, there's been a very high levels of awareness that Ireland has been involved in this and, and a potential change was was well flagged. You know, we've seen you know, in the last number of months, you know, a, a number of, of companies investing and continuing to invest in Ireland and announcing those investments publicly, you know, whilst all of this dialogue was ongoing, you know, as recently as a couple of weeks ago, Edwards Life Sciences, for example, when they were celebrating the opening of their, their new Limerick facility, you know, announced that they're adding 250 jobs to the 600 that they had already announced originally when they they um said that they were setting up in Ireland you know we've seen expansions um from companies like West Pharma establishing financial services center in in Dublin and integer adding um to its manufacturing facility in Galway so you know between those companies and others like Bosch and Lam you know adding um 
130 jobs and, and 90 million investment to its waterfront facility. All of this is happening, you know, with the backdrop of, of the OECD discussions going on. So our, our CEOs in the US recently met uh, with client companies and potential clients. And, and this wasn't brought up um, as, as a major issue because, as I mentioned, you know, they knew this had been on the cards for some time and were, were aware of it happening. You know, I think the key thing with this is that, it you know, the rate being agreed now means that there is certainty for investors, which, as we know from experiences, is absolutely critical, you know, for, for long term decision making. And tax is only one part of the discussion. Let us not forget, you know, our value proposition for investors still remains very strong in terms of access to that talent, you know, the business environment and, and the ecosystem and supply base, which, you know, as we know, is critical for med tech companies. So I think, you know, access to Europe and the ability to service not just the European market, the EMEA market and, and uh, the rest of world market outside of the US, you know, remains absolutely critical for, for international companies that are looking to set up in Ireland. And and they're some of the priorities that companies are concentrating on as our as we continue our discussions, you know, post post this decision, and we look to the future uh, for new opportunities for these companies in Ireland. So it sounds like it wasn't entirely bad news um, that companies are still very um, bullish, as we say, on coming to the EU and to Ireland. Um, so, as you said, the tax rate is just one consideration as companies are looking, you know, to expand their global operations. And that that really brings us to a to kind of a parting question, which is, you know, if you had one or two things or pieces of advice to give to companies who are looking to expand, you know, into Ireland and the EU, you know, what what should they think about? Yeah, so I think, look, the key thing with all of this for any company that's looking at, at expanding is finding the lo- a, a location that has the access to talent, the infrastructure and the ecosystem that will enable you to scale. You know, everybody you know, with with international plans, you know, wants to make the, the best decision um, and long term decision for when when they choose a particular location. So we spend a lot of time um, working with our clients up front when they're going through their decision making process to really understand their needs and, you know, what the long term uh, thinking might be for their their um, operation in Ireland. Because we want to ensure that we're building in uh, a, a, a capacity for that company to grow and evolve their operations over time. So, as I say, we spend a lot of time up front uh, doing that uh, work and, and engaging and listening to clients. And then we work, you know, as an organization, you know, we have two key pillars which help uh, to support us as, we, as we're engaging and bringing companies into Ireland. We have our regional teams that are based all around the country in, in IGA offices that work uh, with all of the local service providers, all of the local stakeholders to ensure that there is a very joined up approach to investment in the region. And we also have a a full property team that is focused on uh, building out new property um, proposals for our clients um, around the country um, and supporting the infrastructure that's in Ireland. So we work with uh, private developers, we develop properties ourselves, and then we we manage our own business parks and technology parks around the country to provide a plug and play solution for companies that that are looking to invest in Ireland and, and to help them engage with local providers themselves if they wish to build themselves. So we have a very comprehensive uh, 
set of 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 uh, supports available to understand um you know the the regional dimension and and where would be the ideal location based on um the talent pool the infrastructure the property solutions and also the broader ecosystem you know and we work very closely with companies then to understand you know the the requirements they might have from a talent perspective so we make a lot of connections into the local universities and education facilities uh, we work with the local supply base um, to ensure that if companies wish to to work with companies in injection molding or engineering or design, that they they have those um, companies on their doorstep that are ready, willing and able to to start working with them from the start. And then we build out, you know, that that um, proposal for companies as they make their decision to come to Ireland. And then we plug all of that infrastructure in around the companies as as they get established. And then my team and I then from an ongoing basis, provide practical, you know, hands on support to the clients through that process and through the duration of, of their time in Ireland. So I think in the first instance, it's about finding the right location where you've got access to that talent and that infrastructure and that ecosystem. And then the second piece is looking at can I scale here? Can I grow here? And that's where, you know, partnering with IDA is really um, helpful in that journey because we'll help you to find the right location that has all of the infrastructure, has the property and has access to talent. And then we'll work with you from right from the get go to help you get set up uh, and then scale quickly and grow the business. And then as your business evolves over time, you know, we will work with our clients then to help them with their transformation agendas. So, for example, you know, working with the company to look at their innovation agenda and look at how they might be able to work with local academics or how we might be able to help them to undertake R&D in Ireland to help them develop next generation products. You know, there's a fantastic cohort of research centres in Ireland that absolutely work hand in glove with the medtech industry, you know, from medical devices through to uh, technology and and microelectronics through to uh, advanced materials, through to smart manufacturing. And all of those research centres, you know, are highly industry focused, very, very keen to engage and work with industry. And our role then with an idea is to plug our clients into uh, the academic centres, plug them into the right researchers and then help to support those companies on, as they undertake R&D if that's their, their next step in Ireland. Equally, we provide very comprehensive training supports to companies to help them as they upskill and, and develop their staff over time because, you know, what one company might be doing when they set up in Ireland might be, look completely different five years later and everybody's on a journey. So having that ability to invest in your staff and have support from IDA as you do that is, is really, really important. And we recognise that this industry is evolving and manufacturing is a huge part of the medtech base in Ireland. And for us, you know, ensuring that those manufacturing companies have the capacity and the capability to, to focus and, and look to the next stage around smart manufacturing and advanced manufacturing is really important. So IDA is leading on the development of a new advanced manufacturing centre in Ireland, which will enable multinational companies and SMEs in the discrete manufacturing space to engage with, work with um, and uh, try, deploy and scale uh, digital technologies um, within their their factories. Uh, It'll help them with upskilling and help them with collaboration. And that's very much aligned with the Irish government strategy for Industry 4.0 as well. So as I say, everybody's on a journey and uh, 
when companies come in and set up in Ireland, as I say, often plans change uh, quite quickly. And as, as I as I've mentioned, you know, Edwards uh, three years ago, you know, planned planned to come in and and uh, set up an operation with with six hundred people, and now they're rapidly growing that in line with their their growing business needs. And I suppose our role within IDA is to be agile and supportive uh, with our clients, and we, that's why we've seen such substantial investment, um, not just from a manufacturing perspective, but also from a from an R and D perspective and with companies like you know Abbott Vascular recently announced uh 38 million euro investment in its in its Clonmel vascular facility um Boston Scientific in Cork you know recently announced 30 million in in R&D there as well and with its striker you know a couple of years ago announced 200 million in R&D spent over three of its sites in Ireland you know it's a testimony to the ability for the sites to really um, evolve what they're doing to look to the next generation of products and really uh, continue to advance and and, uh, add value to their global businesses from their Irish operations. Well, it sounds like there's such a robust set of you know, resources that you can provide to companies who are considering, you know, a first move um, into the Ireland or EU area, or, you know, like the bigger companies that are already there that want to continue their investment there. So you really have a great, you know, great opportunities to present to these companies. And we do have, you know, several um, or more than several uh, startup CEOs that we know listen to our podcast. And so, you know, I hope that the, if they're considering a move overseas, that they will get in touch with you um, to consider what, you know, Ireland can support them on. So thank you so much for that. You know, we have a fun question that we always uh, ask of our guests as we are parting ways. And that is, you know, since you're here on the Morning Fix podcast, we'd love to know how you get your day started and what you do for your morning fix. (laughs) Well, like most working parents with young families, I have a pretty early start on a pretty busy day. So coffee is probably the first fix of the day. But Look, uh, as as I say, we've such a diverse portfolio of really interesting and really exciting clients, and I have a great team working with me. So I get my fix talking to clients and really understanding, you know, their challenges and where they see the opportunities within their business, and then looking to work with them around where IDA can help them achieve their goals and really grow and develop their operations in Ireland. So that that's what gives me my fix. <laughs> Well, thank you for sharing your thoughts, Rachel. It's always fun to hear about morning rituals and what helps people start their day off on the right foot. And thank you again for being with us today. It's great to get your perspective on uh, the uh, uh, on the landscape in Ireland and in the EU. Really important information. And thank you to everyone for listening. As we wind down 2021, we are looking forward to another year of great guests and discussions with medical technology leaders. Thank you again. 